the day, I, I just started like, I'll talk about God, I'll talk about my devotion, and I'll share it. And for the people who want to learn more or ask questions, great. And then for the people who don't, great. Like, I'm not here to push it on anyone. I'm not here to, like, I'm simply just sharing, hey, this is what I believe. You're listening to the Brandon Gems Podcast podcast that is not just interviews and conversations is to bring you guys the best of the best women in branding and business to answer this question what are your top three valuable tips and lessons that you learned along the way and then we discuss it to feel your passion filled lifestyle business i promise to bring you the best of the best women in branding and business and together, we can grow and learn from the extracted advice that they provide. I'm Peggy Bree, and let's get growing. Hey, first of all, hi. I have some personal updates, again, and business updates, and that's what it's going to be in these introductions, I feel. Um, so first of all, I so my visa got extended in Colombia, and I'm staying here for longer. Can I just live here like as a resident having to have a resident visa like I can live between Toronto and here I don't know we'll see I have a lot of my digital nomad and faith journey stuff on my Instagram so you can follow me there at Peggy Bree and just some business updates so this is a really sad one I'm heartbroken so my account for blank room design it got hacked and i'm just waiting on all the things for them to get the account back again and i know that's such a first world problem but honestly i'm really sad about it and i'm just waiting on that and it's just so many feelings and emotions but Thank God it's not the end of the world because it shouldn't be, you know, social media isn't a life, it is real life that counts, so let's see what happens, but if anything, just follow me at Peggy Bree and keep me posted with all the things, and have fun with this episode, I love this episode, I love this guest, it's someone that also has the same values in faith as me, and It's just a conversation that I love. So talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Branding Gems. I have such an awesome guest today who I can't wait to share with you all. So today we have Courtney and Courtney is a brand and web designer, entrepreneur and owner of Courtney Marie & Co, a design agency specializing in Kajabi websites. They help online coaches and course creators create a brand that stands out online to attract their ideal clients. She's also a dog mom, INFJ, an Enneagram One, podcast junkie, and health nerd. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you. Wow, that was such a great introduction. (laughs) Can you um, do that for all my intros? That was awesome. I, if you ask, I will do. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was so nice to meet you on Clubhouse or Instagram. It's like one of those platforms, but all in all, like to really connect through Clubhouse has been pretty interesting. I love Clubhouse and I, you know, at first two weeks I was addicted to it. I think like everyone, 
And then I, mm-hmm. I think I'm at a point now where, okay, like I need to be strategic about it. Like, am I going in there mm-hmm. to provide value or am I going in there to just to learn? I do both. Um, but yeah, I definitely love Clubhouse for sure. Mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned to be strategic about, you know, placing hours in that platform because it's so true. Like it can be pretty overwhelming to get lost in that platform and then just getting all these notifications that just pop up in your room to tell you to come in. But it's true. Like if you're there to give value, I feel like people grow the most on that app, but also people are there to learn. So it's like for any stages as well. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on, you know, if your ideal client is on there, it's a really good tool, just like another social media platform to increase your leads, like lead generation and all of that stuff. Um, It's an amazing, I'm excited to see where it goes. Same here. And let's dive right in. What are your top three tips on branding and business? And let's start with number one. Oh, branding and business. Okay. (laughs) This is, I have so many tips. Um, You know, it's, I would say for the, let's talk to the people who are just getting started um, kind of in that zone is to really nail down who you're speaking to. Um, You know, anytime it comes to having an offer or a service that you provide, keeping it super simple, start with one thing at a time get good at that, get really good at that one thing before you move on to another. So I think I just provided two in one. Um, But what I see a lot from entrepreneurs who are just starting out is, and this is at no fault at their own, it's the digital marketing space. You need to have five offers and 10 funnels and uh, 20 freebies and like start doing this, this and this. Well, you're never going to get started that way and you're always going to feel overwhelmed. So the biggest shift in my business was when I focused on one thing, I got good at that, got really good at that one thing and I talked to one person. So I knew who I was serving so I could create content around that. I could um, write my website or sales page copy. I knew how to create a brand that stands out and attracts to that one person. Um, you know, when it comes to branding, it's it's so important. That's the number one place you start is brand strategy. People, they always focus on the assets, the logo, the colors, the fonts, like all the fun stuff. But, you know, a designer can't do any of that. Because, you know, as a web designer too, I'll ask people, okay, who's your target audience? Well, I don't know. I just need a website. Well, it's not that easy because how am I supposed to create a website if I don't know who you're speaking to? Because sure, I could create a website, a masculine website, but then find out your target audience is females in their 20s to 30s that website is going to look a lot different than the website. Um, Just a simple, basic Mm -hmm. website. It's so true. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would say, yeah, yeah, no, it's so true because if you don't know who you're speaking to, then it just becomes a whole lot of conversation that people are attracted to and they don't know exactly who you serve and they're also confused. So if you're also confused with your ideal, you know, 
avatar and audience, then people just, it just doesn't narrow down well. And the people that are not, or is supposed to draw as close to you, it's not gonna, you know, gonna be um, correct, or it's not gonna align properly. So I love that. Yeah, and you know, everything when you start, everything goes hand in hand, right? It all starts with your brand, whether you're the brand or whether you're building a company, um, that's the brand. But, you know, start simple. And I don't remember what my other one was. My other tip is to do it yourself. Um, So a lot of people, a lot of people that I see, they come to me for branding or a website before they're ready. And I, you know, I actually turn them away. Um, probably not a good idea if I want to make money. But at the end of the day, my goal is to make my clients money. And if I see someone who, you know, they, they're, I see their drive, I see their passion, but I'm like, you're not quite there yet. You need to go back to the drawing board and figure out who your ideal client is and what your crystal clear offer is. You should be able to say who you help, how you help them, um, you know, what you do. Hi, my name is Courtney. I'm a brand and web designer. I help online coaches and course creators. If we want to get specific, female online coaches and course creators create a brand that stands out online through Kajabi websites. So I got super specific even to down to the platform that we use because I've done the work before that. So my tip for people just starting out is to do it yourself, like DIY branding. Anyone can go to Canva, choose some colors, go to coolers.com, choose your colors until you have that proof of concept and until you know who you're speaking to. And hey, guess what? You might um, get into this and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. So then what? You invested 5000 in a website to only find out you don't want to do this anymore. So that's why I say like, do it yourself until um, you're ready for that rebrand. I love working with clients who they've had the proof of concept. They're bringing in about maybe 5k months, maybe 10k months. Um, and they're really at that level, like, hey, I, I've been selling, I'm ready to rebrand and have a brand that really matches my expertise now and helps me scale. Mm-hmm. Um, those are probably my favorite clients, if I, if I were to choose favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what has been the biggest challenges for you narrowing it down to that ideal audience and finding your way to package all that? I think in the beginning, I stroll, actually, no, you know, I pivoted from fitness coaching to design work, well, to Kajabi VA stuff, and then into design, like I really found my niche. Um, But even when I was a fitness coach, I struggled with it too, like, well, I want to help everyone. I don't want to exclude anyone. Um, But my coach told me if you, you know, what's the saying, if you speak to everyone, you don't, you speak to no one. Because, okay, how am I supposed to create content if I know my ideal client, she's 26, she's single, she's struggling to fit into her favorite pair of skinny jeans. I can speak to that one person and say, you know, in my content, say something about, 
hey, have you ever struggled like fitting in, you know, date night, you're going out on your first date and you want to wear your skinny jeans that make you feel sexy and confident, but you just wish that you could fit into your skinny jeans again. Like, don't you want that feeling? So I've, I've narrowed it down. So I think my biggest struggle was finally choosing, right? Making the decision, hey, I'm going to roll with this for the next three months, see how it goes. And guess what? If it doesn't work, you can change it. That's the best thing in entrepreneurship. You can change it if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's so true. That is the beauty of entrepreneurship. And the key is to really dive in to see exactly who you also like to serve and who what kind of audience gets attracted to your brand and see it build from there. I love that. Yeah, it's it's an amazing, you know, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, but I, you know, if you want to make it work, um, props to you. Like it's an exciting journey. Definitely has its ups and downs, but mm-hmm. you got to I mean, you got to know your why. Like why are you doing it? And that's what keeps you going. Mhm. Yeah, I feel like some people, especially when they want to dive into their entrepreneurship world, they sometimes struggle to figure out their why. And what is what are some tips for someone to hone in and finding their why? Because it's true, like with entrepreneurship, when when your passion is there in building something um, that is pertains to your brand and business, like your the why and the purpose behind that brand will really keep it going because that is something what you truly believe. So, what are some tips do you think for some people who? are still figuring out their why or in the midst of transitioning of their why because they haven't nailed it down yet. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to when I was trying to find my way, I think, or my why. Um, I think we make it more complicated than it needs to be, right? Like we think that we have to have, oh, my why is so much different than Susie's why. <laughs> and like, um but at the end of the day, like, I think when I first started, I wanted to craft it in a way when I was a fitness coach, like I want to help women be able to have that feeling of satisfaction, the same satisfaction that I did when I lost weight, which was true. But what was, you know, what was the other why for me or my life? Because most of us, we get into entrepreneurship because we want to help people. That's that's part of it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this, right? Like, I, especially now as done-for-you service, I that's all I do is communicate with people. Um, so if I don't enjoy that, you know, I'm not going to be in that. But I think there is another factor to your why that is on a more personal level, whether that's time freedom, financial freedom. Um, maybe creating stability for yourself. A lot of people say entrepreneurship isn't stability. Well, look at what just happened in the pandemic. All the corporate jobs that we were told in school that were stable are not stable anymore. So there's different reasons, but I would say keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that 
you mentioned keeping it simple because it's true. Sometimes people can get into that analysis paralysis where they're thinking of, oh, my why should be this because the world wants it to be like this or, oh, my why is like this because Susie's why is like this and it should be similar and and stuff like that. But to keep it authentic and simple, it's just the fact, like breaking it down to why do you really want to do this and just thinking about that and I feel like the first thing that usually comes to mind and exploring that is you know what help instead of getting into all these huge lists of figuring out and then getting it into a complicated rabbit hole that um, doesn't help narrow it down so that's so true every person has a role in life and it doesn't have to be starting your own business I also feel like some people like, oh, you shouldn't have a nine to five, do this. And well, that's not for everyone. Just like nine to five isn't for everyone. And I respect the people who do have a nine to five because that's what they want. Um, you know, they love their job in their nine to five. And that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's true. And another question that I have, which I'm so curious to know. So the thing is, so Courtney and I connected because we do have a faith-driven um, background in us. So what has been your experience of being a faith-driven entrepreneur in this in this world? Yeah, that's a good question. And I was so excited when she reached out because it's just nice to connect with other faith, faith-based entrepreneurs. You know, when I first started, one of the questions I asked my coach was like, oh, do I, do I talk about my faith? Do I put it in my bio? Like, what if people don't like it? Like, what if they don't want to work with me? Like, I just, I made it too complicated. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of people struggle with that because I have talked about that with, you know, how do you incorporate faith in your business? And I think that's a very common question. And so at the end of the day, I, I just started like, I'll talk about God, I'll talk about my devotion, and I'll share it. And for the people who want to learn more or ask questions, great. And then for the people who don't, great. Like, I'm not here to push it on anyone. I'm not here to like, I'm simply just sharing, hey, this is what I believe. And I truly would not be here today without my faith. Um, I, I do think it's definitely a journey. I've, um, fought, you know how you, you start strong or like, I feel like the faith journey is so different for everyone, but at the same time, like you fall off then you get back on, you fall off. I wish I had a more consistent routine, like, because I can feel when I start my day with a devotion or reading the Bible I just feel more peaceful and like none of the little things bother me. But but why why don't we make that consistent? Right? I don't know if you struggled with that, but I know like that is one thing like I'll be it's like a habit. Like I'll be good for 6 weeks and then life happens, I fall off and then it's it's literally like fitness. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is so relatable because it's true. 
Sometimes I would get into, you know, being in that routine of reading my Bible, having prayer time, and setting those time aside. But then sometimes there are days where work gets crazy busy. Sometimes it's overworking, and then another duty comes right after where I don't have that same time, you know, that was like the same as before. But like what I find is that at the end of the day, your heart is with. You know, Christ and life will happen, and it, you know, it, it. I don't think it, especially in the world that we live in today, with all this like hustle and bustle, like consistently doing one thing for the rest of time forever. Like, like I don't think one person can just stand on this line forever straight. Like there are going to forever be those lines and bumps. And the beauty of all of this, I guess, is that. Um, if you are Christ-centered, you'll always be able to draw back to that same line. Um, and it, yeah, it's it's true. Like um, with connecting with like faith-based driven entrepreneurs, it's, it's interesting because we can talk about a whole different level of purpose and like, and 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 business in a different way. And I, and I love those conversations. Yeah, no, I, I love that you said that. Um, because it sparked something in me, like it's the same with fitness, right? Like we're not going to be working out the same day, the same time, our entire life. Life happens. All that matters is that we try our best to fit it in when we can and, you know, do it when we can. And I, I think you're right. Like at the center, like being Christ centered is about your values and how you live life. Like, I want to live a godly life just the same Mm -hmm. as I want a godly man. What does that mean? Like, okay, I want Mm -hmm. someone who that's everything he does comes from that center. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's so different. Um, It is. Yeah, it's hard to explain. (laughs) No, I know what you mean. And I think the thing before we get into like your third tip, um, the thing about entrepreneurship that I've always wondered so much about is because it's not money rooted per se, like, but at the same time, like, it's weird because entrepreneurship sometimes feels like it's just chasing after this stable money of freedom, but yet Christ has already given us freedom. And it's just like a wonder of wondering if entrepreneurship is is that like Christ approved? Like, are what are the kingdom based entrepreneurs like? Like, how are like what is like are they, so are they in the right direction? Like, what exactly is the right direction? Yeah, no, That's I wonder that wonder. too. I think for me, I was at, like constantly on the go, like hustle, 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 and then you know when I hit six figures, I was like, okay, what's next? And I hated that feeling because I thought when I got there. I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is like, I'm done. Like all the one that I've worked for, I'm done. And no, it's it's not that. And I think it's truly finding that balance between, yes, you need, at the end of the day, you need money to survive, to live a life. So it's just finding that balance of, okay, yes, I I want to make more money but I don't want it to let, I don't want to let it get ahead of me 
so much that that's all I'm focused mm-hmm. on. I love that. So it's not like it's money centered per se, but that it's still Christ centered. And I love that you mentioned the whole like what's next after achieving a certain milestone or after achieving a huge milestone per se. And I think the thing about like being around faith people and and being Christ-centered is that there's so much contentness and gratefulness of where you are exactly. And yes, there are, you know, goals. Like, because everyone has a goal, like what's, you know, next milestone, what's that going to be like? But still being able to be like content and happy with where you are exactly of today and to celebrate that moment of the present. And that's what I've learned um, being like, you know, with this journey with Christ, especially in business and entrepreneurship world, it's like, um, it's a, it's a whole different view. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I agree. So what is your final tip in branding and business? Oh gosh. I feel like I've given a few already. Um, I would probably say hire a coach before you're ready. I know that's not like branding advice, but that's more business advice is, you know, that's the one thing that really changed the game for me. I'm not going to sit there for hours and days and months and years learning something that I could learn in 90 days, right? Having someone to show me the ropes and then mm-hmm. I, I can take it from there. And even so having someone as that support and accountability is so huge because like I said, entrepreneurship has its ups and downs daily, Mm -hmm. weekly, monthly, yearly. (laughs) And you need that soundboard, whether it's from a group of friends in the same space or maybe colleagues. Um, I guess we don't even call them colleagues. What do you... Uh, acquaintances, um, Mm -hmm. or your coach, right? There's many times that I would have questions and I could just Voxer my coach, Voxer voice app. Hey, how do I respond to this? Or this happened, what do I do? Though, I mean, that's so valuable. Otherwise you're gonna, you're just gonna sit there and be stuck, right? Um, One of my clients, her mantra or her, um, brand statement is ready as a lie. And that's so true. Do things before you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. Because it's like, for people who thrive having a somebody to report to per se, and that's how they work, or for people who are more collaborative and strive having that community, like you mentioned, like, like, I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is that you find and you hire or you really be in wherever works for you and your style. Um, Cause it's like interesting. Cause there are some people who really do like to be experimentational and, you know, pivot accordingly to their brand and business and their times and to dive into those explorations themselves. But there are going to be people who also want that coach too. And there is so much value in that as well. How about the first one that made the most impact? Okay. Um, so it was Shalene Johnson. I joined her. It was actually through my roommate. So I was a personal trainer at the time and she was going through the entrepreneurship journey. I was in an 
um, we were in the same MLM company and I would hold up. Let me back up. I would say MLM started the whole entrepreneur journey of seeing what was possible. I'm not in it anymore, but it was a huge stepping stone in my life because I was like, I love these people who are dreamers and doers and want more for their life. So that kind of introduced me. And then she introduced me to Shalene Johnson. We went to her Marketing Impact Academy, and that changed the game again because it showed me what was possible in having an online business. And so I, you know, I started selling um, workout programs online. And then, you know, I sold a few, didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I was like, how do I make this a full-time thing? So then I, you know, I looked in the online space, online fitness coaches. And then, you know, I found that one, which led to the next one. And I, they were definitely helpful along my journey. Um, but I would say the, the next one that had the most impact was my coach from 2019, um, who has helped me hit six figures. That was the biggest one. And you know, the thing that he said, we really focus on one thing, keeping it simple and focusing on one target audience and doing the same thing consistently. And that's what it takes for success. Like he kind of took away all the noise and really helped me focus. And I'm like, wow, this is all I have to do. Okay. Like I could do this. And so you have all these people in the online space. Like, like I said, you need all these things, funnels and um, offers and all this stuff. Once you take away the noise and stay in your lane, you'll go much further, much faster. Mm -hmm. So I guess like with business coaches, they do have that experience to carry you with that and, and really bring you the ropes because they, they have been through that and they can tell you what worked and did not work. So that's interesting. And I don't, I guess like this one last question that I have when it comes to business coaches, which totally feel free to like answer or not answer is totally up to you. But um, yeah, like, you know, there's definitely like a lot of different coaches out there in terms of like mindset coach and like success coaches and like all these, you know, coaches in the world and, and, uh, uh, you know, to each their own of what they have to offer and such. So when it comes to selecting a business coach, that's perhaps more either um, personal, like, values like faith or even if it's just like separate from your business like what is the selection process of that business coach like what do you think that is like or what has that been like one make sure you um kind of have a few different options you don't just go with the first option and that goes along with hiring team members and stuff like that um don't just go with the first option I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> um, you know, after that, it's more so, okay, what is your overall goal? What's your five-year goal, three-year goal, and one-year goal? Okay, if it's one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know that you need a coach for the most part that has experience 
um, in where you want to go, right? Don't hire a coach if they're not in the place that you want to go. So I think that would be the second thing is to find someone who's doing the exact thing that maybe not exact, but doing the thing that you want to do, because they're going to be able to show you the ropes for that. And then another one is to get a feel for it on the call, right? That's what um, discovery calls, sales calls, whatever you call them, that's what they're there for, to see if you're a good fit for them and also to see if they're a good fit for you personality-wise. Because if you don't, if you guys don't vibe well, yeah, that's going to be a long <laughs> three months working together. Um, yeah, and then also, I'll say one last thing is, knowing your strengths and weaknesses ahead of time. Like if you don't know that, you can always do personality tests and all that stuff. And it doesn't play a huge part, but I think it helps for me. So one thing that I struggle with is operations. So this coach that I just recently hired, she's that's her strength. So I hired her because that's a weakness of mine. And so I knew that I needed someone to come in and help fill mm-hmm. that gap of like where my weakness mm-hmm. was. That makes sense. Oh my goodness. I love these tips, Courtney. I'm so glad that you're on this podcast. And what's next for you? And what's next for the business? And what's oh my next gosh. in your world? Well, um, so I made a big investment um, just this month, actually. And so for the agency mm-hmm. side, you know, our plan is to continue growing, double what we did last year, and then my passion project, mm-hmm. with an S, plural, <laughs> would mm-hmm. be to grow my template mm-hmm. shop. Um, so I sell Kajabi templates on there, mm-hmm. and then also relaunch my podcast. So in a perfect, my five-year goal is to, you know, have stepped out of the agency for the most part and then just um you know have my Mm -hmm. podcast i i love podcasting clubhouse whatever direction that goes but Mm -hmm. my dream job would be a full-time podcaster so i'm I'm excited where where we're going Mm -hmm. and yeah yay i'm excited to see this all happen or like see you grow in that and whatever way you turn and whatnot like i'm just excited to see all of it so my goodness and where can people find you yeah um instagram that's where i hang out uh at courtneymarie.me um feel free to send me a message and let me know what you thought of the episode love that and oh my goodness again it's so nice to connect with like faith-driven entrepreneurs and it like sometimes that like personally for me like I forget how big it that world is you know yeah and right? I never would have met you <laughs> if it weren't for the you know the group that we met on clubhouse um mm-hmm. like that's just like it's, it's a whole new world and we get to connect with people outside of like the Instagram bubble Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh my goodness. I'm excited for where Clubhouse is going to go. Yes, so. Oh my gosh. Again, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I loved your insight and your tips like that you dropped here. They were so they were so good and so deep but so simple. Oh good. And <laughs> I love that. No, it's so good to hear and to be reminded of. So well, thank you. Thank you again, Courtney. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And 
Yes. And we're going to sign off. Bye. Hi, welcome to the end of this episode. Please screenshot this and share it on Instagram. Tag me at Peggy Bree because my other account is not working right now because it got hacked. So just tag me first and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.